Welcome to Regulars Anonymous. With host, Zachary Landry. Sitting down with the people who are standing in line behind you at the grocery store. And hearing what they have to say. Test, test, test. (laughs) Did you go squeeze in another set there? I did, yeah. (laughs) Do I look extra big now? Oh, yes. How's your week been? Oh, it's been good. A little bit of work, um, training, just training for a powerlifting meet. So, yeah, where's the meet at? Uh, it's just in Dartmouth at a gym called Raw Power. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a kind of small community, or I think it's like community ran gym, but it's like a part of another gym. So, we're just going to be going in there. It's like through a federation called WRPF. All right. But yeah, should be fun anyway. And when is that? Uh, it's going to be August 26th. Um, oh, there we go. Yeah, going to be August 26th. Uh, it's going to be, I think it's just like a one-day thing for powerlifting. You don't have to do like multiple days or anything like that. So it's going to be, do you know like how powerlifting meets are ran or anything? No, like not at all. Them? Oh, perfect. Yeah, so basically you start off with like a squat during the day you're going to be doing your one rep max on a squat bench and a deadlift so every powerlifting meets kind of ran the same so you're going to always start off with the squatting um you have three attempts for each of your lifts too and in each of the attempts like you're you're not going to like max out on your first one and then just keep going on so like your first one you kind of want to have like a comfortable confident weight and then you kind of want to jump up should be a little bit challenging and then the third one's like you're you want to be confident that you're going to get it but you don't know for sure so do you determine do you pick your first weight yeah um you can determine your own weight or you can like get somebody else to handle you Mm -hmm. um handling just means they kind of pick weights based on like how they see your performance so it's usually good to get somebody to handle you during that type of thing just because like if you're picking it you one you can be over optimistic and that can lead to like injury or just like a bad attempt anything like that and then if you have somebody who's like and it can also go the other way like maybe you're playing too conservative mm-hmm. like you could go for a number that day but you're like oh not really feeling it but you haven't really seen your movements so like if you have somebody else there it's usually a good thing just so you can kind of get their opinion on the matter mm-hmm. or like a friend group or something but it's always good to have like a handler whenever you do that so mm-hmm. it each person picks their own weight and it's not a, a set category along the way yeah i know the only thing that's like a set category is that like you have your own weight like sorry like your body weight mm-hmm. so like I would enter in under like the 90 kilogram class and then there's an 80 kilogram and it's the same thing for girls too. Mm -hmm. So they would have like their own set weight cap and like if it's 90 kg and 80 kg, then you anything over 80 kg you're in the 90 kilogram category. It works like that for most federations anyway. So yeah, I'm competing in the 90 kilogram category like a while ago. I was in the 80. So I just move up. People do it different ways. Some people try and like cut weight to weigh yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, same thing as like wrestling or anything else. So like they'll do like a pretty intense cut, but 
I just like to try to get as strong as I can in my weight class comfortably. Yep. It just keeps everything balanced and like makes the whole process a lot easier, which is pretty, you kind of need that. You don't really want like mental games or anything before you play or sorry, before you compete. And, um, yeah, just in the past, like water cuts and everything, I just kind of find it like affects my performance and it's the last thing you kind of want to worry about whenever you're going to true, like a one rep max or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, and do you only get one attempt? Um, so you get, yeah, you get like those three attempts, but so say like if I'm going for, I don't know, it's 330 bench mm-hmm. or something and I get it on the second or sorry, I miss it on the second one. I cannot go down in weight cause I already went to 330. So I would have to like either stick at that same weight or like try it again on the third. Mm-hmm. But after the third attempt, you don't get another one. Okay. If that makes sense. So I do, but so ideally you would add weight on each attempt. Ideally. Yeah. yeah. Like the only time you kind of stay the same is if you like fail a lift, but some people won't like fail a lift just because of like pure strength. There's also like technique and requirements and everything. So like, with bench, you need to make sure it's paused and you have to wait for a command and squat. You have to wait for a command to squat down and everything. Uh, deadlift, you have to wait to have like a hand signal to release it to the ground. You can't let the weight like fall out of your hands or anything too. Oh, okay. So, because if you do that, then it's like a no lift is what they call it. You have three people judging you as well. Mm-hmm. Each one of them will have a little switch and it's either white light which means good or red which means bad you need two to pass the lift so yeah sorry so how long have you been competing um in powerlifting it's been since 2018 i have to go back in my memories there fair enough i go between i used to go between bodybuilding and powerlifting but yeah, because how long were you bodybuilding before you got into powerlifting? So I was bodybuilding. I have to think here. That would have been two years before. Okay. I started with bodybuilding, and then I went over to powerlifting, uh, and then back to bodybuilding, and then to powerlifting. But I've just kind of stuck with powerlifting because, like during COVID times, like if you prep for like a power or sorry a bodybuilding show and you're at your frailest you've lost a ton of weight and then they cancel it that's uh that's a shot in the nuts <laughs> <laughs> but uh if you're just going into powerlifting it's like if it's canceled it's like okay i'm stronger whatever it's not <laughs> a big deal <laughs> yeah i just keep going into it so yeah so i just kind of made the decision just to kind of stick with powerlifting because one you're going to be building muscle from that and then two like it's going to help me if I want to go back to bodybuilding because there's a lot of different ways you can do program and everything, but I like to take a mixture of both. So like you're going to grow muscle and get stronger and that's what I think most people want to do. So, but everybody's kind of does their own thing. Like you can do like just pure powerlifting training where you're just purely training for strength and you don't care about like the aesthetics as much. So you might not hit like as much muscle groups and everything. Mm-hmm. But I just personally find like having like a mix of both of them, it just kind of keeps things fresh. Yep. And 
it's always good. Like I recommend like once you kind of get into fitness, it's nice to have like a competition or something kind of keep that drive and like have a goal to work towards. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause like if you're going into it and it's pretty easy to lose motivation if you're going to the gym, right? <laughs> it's like, ah, I could go, but what well, it doesn't make any difference where if I'm doing like a powerlifting or bodybuilding show, then it's like, oh, I have something. So I have to go in the gym. So well, you've got the ultimate gym set up. Yeah. yeah it's pretty hefty. <laughs> <laughs> a little overkill of some think, but it's no excuse not to go. You live at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> work out with the dogs. Yeah. And, uh, work in the fitness field, come back home, take a little nap, go in the gym. Yeah. You're very, uh, submerged yeah. in the whole environment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's usually that's just the ocd as you know i played frisbee for eight years something and it's like all i did i'd like post in the facebook group every day hey who's coming for a (laughs) ultimate frisbee pickup game (laughs) now i don't have to annoy people i guess so i can just annoy myself yeah (laughs) yeah do you miss the uh the team aspects from say something like frisbee to um a solo adventure is this well, honestly, the not so much because, like, the fitness community itself, like, a lot of people are very supportive in it. I mean, it's just like anything. You'll have haters and whatnot, and, and then you have a lot of support as well. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's nice, though, because, like, uh, everybody there is kind of supporting one another for the most part. And um, you get, like, positive reinforcement. And then, like, sometimes, too, like, you could be, like, coached under the same person, so it's still kind of like a team aspect like just in april on the pei show we had like four clients so it kind of felt like a group of us going into the bodybuilding show Mm -hmm. and that was like a really cool thing for me um just kind of getting to know clients like going in as a group and um like just seeing everybody's results on stage and bodybuilding and that's kind of cool for me too because i can like help people with coaching for bodybuilding. So it kind of leaves that void for that. Like, I don't feel the need to go compete in it where I can, um, you're just participating in a different fashion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Through coaching, I can still kind of use what I learned from bodybuilding and help others. So, and then I can just kind of keep to myself and do powerlifting, keep that separate. (laughs) Yeah. So that's nice. Powerlifting's your jam now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause, uh, I don't know, something about lifting a big weight and on a platform. There's no politics or anything, so it's just, <laughs> you do it or you don't. Yeah, yeah. I guess. pretty black yeah. and white. Yeah, yeah. So how many clients do you have at the moment that, that you're training personally? Um, Between at, bodybuilding and powerlifting? Yeah, there. at the moment I just have two. There's one that's lifestyle, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like leaning towards doing powerlifting, so... That's kind of cool. And then um, the second one's just like a uh, bodybuilding client, but he's like trying to do an off season, put on muscle. Mm-hmm. And um, the transition of that's pretty cool because like you go from somebody being like their most shredded state and then you're just trying to like get them bigger and stronger. So it kind of had to be there to like reinforce everything and help them out the best you can. Um, but it's really, it's a good experience like trying to find um uh, trying to help them out with like their diet program and 
like seeing their strength go up too and then they get excited about it right they're like oh i had a pr and you're like oh sweet that's what you're trying to do during this time so yeah it's it's cool just seeing like all the results of like everybody in the community like because you can like everyone like supports themselves right so it's like see your friends getting better clients getting better for the most part but the one thing that some people get a little bit too antsy about is like doing too much in it because like when i first started in bodybuilding i like did one show and then like, as soon as you do it you get like this rush right so yeah. you step on a stage and then the thing about bodybuilding is you're up there for 30 seconds right <laughs> so you it. do all this work you're up there for 30 seconds that like just for you and then you're like obviously compared and stuff and you might get like five minutes of stage time but like it's a lot of work, right? So then you do that and then you get all these compliments online and like people are like, oh, you look amazing. And you're like, yeah, thank you. And you know, <laughs> you get the serotonin hits. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. That hits. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to have to go do another one. And then you don't realize like when you just keep doing show after show, like you can only lose so much fat. So it's going to like take out of your muscle, right? Mm-hmm. And then all this hard work you put in like an off season, eventually you're going to tap into that muscle and then you're just going to be, then I was just the same Patrick like after the show. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's tough though. Cause like you kind of hit, get like a mix of that great feeling of doing the shows and then it's kind of bittersweet. Cause then you want to go do an off season, but then you don't get all those compliments in the off season. Right. Yeah. So it's, you're checking a lot of boxes when, when you yeah. do one of those, cause you've hit your goal. Yeah. And yeah. then everything that kind of the domino effect that, that comes up behind that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the cool thing, well, then the thing is like, maybe you don't hit the goal. Ooh. Like, cause maybe you didn't place how you wanted to or like, fair, fair. yeah. And then, but the thing with bodybuilding is too, like it's, it's hard. Cause like sometimes you can go into bodybuilding and like you have a look and you just hit the look that you wanted, but maybe the judges don't want it that day. Mm. Like maybe you're too hard, like hard meaning like just too toned and like they don't like that look that day. And they were going for more of like a full look, like bigger muscle, but maybe like a little bit more watery looking. Cause that's a thing. Like there's very, very subjective. Yeah. That's the thing. Right. Cause like if we both look at a picture of like a bodybuilder, like a, a lineup of them, I might have a different top person than you. Yeah. So fair. So that's the thing. It's always tomato tomatoes and there's always different judges at different shows. So you never quite know the look that you're going to want. Right. Mm-hmm. So that can also be a challenge too, for coaching people. Cause like you just have to bring them up to like the best that you possibly can and try to help them with like what you would envision be the best look and then also everybody has different muscle mass everybody has different like uh or sorry everybody has like a different um like metabolism a different diet like so it's it can be challenging and even for yourself too because i remember doing my first show and like you do all this work and then you're really proud of what you did but then like if you don't get the call that you want like stings right because you're highly emotional like you're low body fat like that <laughs> you're like starving yourself <laughs> yeah starving yourself and yeah so that hits and then you're just like well guess i better just go do another show right so then you and then of course like 
after doing a bodybuilding show, like your body is, um, it's in pretty critical condition. So as soon as you go do that show, like you're, um, you're like, okay, I'm going to have a cheeseburger and have all these other meals. And like, if you kind of manipulated your water intake and everything, like it's, uh, it's a tough pill to swallow. You kind of like gain all this weight in the course of a day. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it's like just water retention, but like, it's weird. Cause like where you last lost your fat, you'll hold water cause your body goes into an emergency state and it's like, well, I need to keep this for storage, like for energy expenditure or like, what if I don't get more water? So it stores that all that and you kind of just see all this progress go right away. So obviously there's better ways that you can handle that and kind of keep like your calories restricted after and like kind of monitor everything but i mean you just went through all this like torture so it's it's hard right mm-hmm. um so yeah and then there's like different approaches to that like and what i figured worked best for me after was just kind of taking like a maintenance approach after so there's a few things you can do after a bodybuilding show um and first things like either you can do a reverse diet and that's slowly adding in calories and then kind of keeping like your cuts. Right. And just kind of, it's a little easier on the head cause you don't see everything just wash away mm-hmm. or you can just go back to maintenance. And like, I kind of find it's easier to go back to maintenance, but it takes like pretty, you have to be pretty mentally tough to do it because like you are going to gain back body fat, water retention and everything like that. And, you have to be comfortable with your look, but then the positive of it is like your hormones are going to come back. Everything's going to, you're going to feel gonna natural feel, again. Yeah. You're going to feel good again. And then like your strength <laughs> comes back. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh God. But some people want to have like the cuts instead of feeling good. Right. So then if they reverse diet and they're already looking good, then it's like, well, another shows in a couple weeks. So it's just, just hold off until then. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's a thing. So, but it's a sorry. It's a interesting sport though cuz like yeah, like I said you put in a lot of effort and um like one of the cool things like sorry, I lost my train of thought there. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good, man. Yeah, I was on a little bit of a rant. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it happens. <laughs> Um, yeah, with, uh, yeah, but like a lot of people, like whenever they get caught up into bodybuilding and whatnot, um, you, um, you want to do show after show and everything, obviously, and that's all great and stuff, but then you kind of keep losing like that progress is something I already touched on, but, um, it's like a bit of like a it's a tough thing. Cause like you can either make the choice to stop and prove, but, um, that's kind of how I got into doing powerlifting. Cause I was like, well, I need to take time off, but how do I just not go into a show? Mm-hmm. And cause it's addictive. Um, do you find so, a lot of people are chasing that high? A hundred percent. It's really gratifying, like kind of getting social media hits on there and like truthfully, like, Cause then you notice, um, you look better than most of the population, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Uh, so you look great and then you have like 
the all the likes and everything like that, right? And uh, yeah, you look like an action hero. Yeah, yeah, that's the general goal. Um, but uh, then, um, then you notice like if you do an off season, and that's the thing of the general populace, right? Because everybody's asking you questions and how do you do it whenever you're shredded. But then if I look like myself now, I have more body fat, but I'm stronger. No one's interested in that. No. They're interested in like, how'd you do this six pack thing? <laughs> did you, did, yeah. What'd you take Wait, What was your diet? Do you have the diet? Uh, how, how many, how much cardio did you do? And they're just trying to get that, but they're not realize, realizing like the thing I tell everybody is like, what's a house without a foundation? Mm. it's nothing so like yeah it's gonna be a pile of rubble soon (laughs) yeah and you kind of want to avoid being the pile of rubble but um that's how i kind of like attacked it right like i've tried to build up my foundation because like if you have more muscle on your frame you're gonna burn more calories standing still so it's gonna be easier to diet but a lot of people like once they get like the idea that they want to like bodybuild like they're bodybuilding. It doesn't matter what it is. Like they just want to go do it because mm-hmm. it's, do you ever see the movie inception? Yes. You know, when you spin the top and like you implement an idea, that's what bodybuilding is, right? <laughs> it just doesn't go away until you go do it. Um, so the way I kind of dealt with that is like, I got into powerlifting cause now I could like have a fixed goal. I could say like, I'm going to go into a meet. And the pr- good thing about powerlifting, it's like, I don't have to worry about other people. Like, I just have to worry about me. Like, I... Yeah, it's a different form of competition. Yeah, you're yeah. More, more competing and, against yourself. Yeah, and it's similar in bodybuilding too, right? Like, you are competing about against yourself, but as much as everybody says that, I guarantee most of them are on Instagram looking at the competition <laughs> of who's tagging, like, the event coordinators. <laughs> it's it's really hard not to, right? And then you kind of, you're like, oh, man, this guy looks better than me, but... And then you look great. But then you're stressing out about somebody else, right? Who lives in another province and the grass is greener. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always where you the work. Yeah. Where like powerlifting, like and you could do the same thing in powerlifting, go look at whoever's stronger than you. But (laughs) I mean it's it's arbitrary. (laughs) But I just find with powerlifting, I can go into a meet and I say I, my first meet, I did a 495 squat. I did a 292 bench and I did a 585 deadlift. The second meet, I had those numbers to beat. And where my bodybuilding show, I looked shredded. (laughs) Um, My posing could have used a bit of improvement. So I worked on that a bit. But in powerlifting, I have these numbers. Mm, So a very tangible. yeah yeah it's unarguable so like as i went into that and kind of did my second powerlifting meet that's where i was like this is cool so because i went from having like a 485 squat and then i got up to 500 and then i went from 292 bench to 308 or something like that and then and uh the deadlift i got up to like 620 or something so, but by having those numbers, then you can have a goal and I don't have to look at the other guy. Like I can just say, Hey, these are my numbers. I can try to beat these. Yeah. Let's do progress to beat these numbers. And that's kind of the beauty in it versus the other. And it's not that 
bodybuilding is bad. It's just, it's easier in powerlifting to hit those numbers and kind of go for that. Not to mention mentally, it's a little bit easier than developing body dysmorphia. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was wild. I remember just being in my best state and then looking in the mirror and just being like, you are not worthy of going up. Like, what are you even thinking about going up there? <laughs> Meanwhile, I lost like 30 pounds, like at my most shredded. My eyes are like black from like just not sleeping well because as you get more shredded your sleep goes down and uh yeah but then you're just seeing yourself and you're like i look like muck (laughs) 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 and then everyone's also like yeah you're looking great and you're like no and you deflect compliments deflect it and then just pick yourself apart yeah yeah so and guys are worse too for body dysmorphia right yeah like yeah guys are way worse even though it seems like girls it's guys because girls would be like oh i'm so fat and then guys are like i'm so fat like just mentally (laughs) they don't talk about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah for the most part but but yeah if you look into studies and everything it does show like guys have a lot more problems with body dysmorphia and i don't know i just find if you can put some type of goal in between it's usually why i try to recommend some clients like, hey, have a goal of powerlifting or just or like not even like you don't have to go do a meet. Just have some strength goals, you yeah. know, justify. Like, do you, do your you ever tell change. someone to go uh, do a marathon instead? Um, <laughs> like, hey, I haven't done it. I know yeah. this isn't going to be for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I could. I just haven't just <laughs> it's not happening against anything against marathon marathons. I just have zero experience. Yeah. So I, I don't typically, but I, I can understand. I, I would support it. A just different that. kind of goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would just tell them, Hey, you can go with this person. They might be better for marathon training. Uh, that's not my thing, <laughs> but yeah. But any type of like goal you can put into it, like, and don't get me wrong. Like nobody has to go into bodybuilding and nobody has to go into powerlifting meets, but having some type of goal or like some type of percentage that they want to get back to is mm-hmm. the best. Even if it is just to lose a few pounds in the gym. A hundred percent. Yeah. But the main thing people go wrong with is comparing to others. Always. Everybody's on social media looking at like somebody who's in the perfect lighting with like the, the ring. The, yeah. The with like, the perfect ring, ring yeah. or like they're, they have like perfect natural right lighting coming in. You can see like every single ab on them. Yeah, like, professional maybe. photographer. Yeah. Yeah. And also not to mention like they have dietitians, like they have like these pre-made meals. They're paid to go do this. You're not, you're yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Typically most people are working there nine to four or whatever. And well, while, while they're going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and then it's tough, like, comparing to these other people, and not to mention genetics. Yeah. Genetics are a huge component. Like, just because one person looks this way, you won't get to another person, and or you won't get that way there. And uh, then there's also, like, PEDs, like, steroids. Like, you can, like, most of the competitions around here aren't regulated, right? And it's nothing against anybody using it, but... I mean, if you're not on them, it's hard to look as good as the the other person. So I kind of found like in bodybuilding, there's multiple different categories. I went to like the one where it's the smaller guys 
typically at a local level just so i could kind of keep up because like i can't go into like a bodybuilding show with like a 230 pound man (laughs) versus me when i'm 160 pounds shredded fair so yeah so it's just like you kind of have to pick your battles in it and um it's it's something else but it's the cool thing is like it I sound like a powerlifting fanboy. <laughs> I'm not trying to come across that way. Um, but in powerlifting, they do have divisions where it's like there's tested and untested. So oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it's like <laughs> you either go into untested if you are on gear and tested if you're not. And that's... <laughs> that's wild, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's cool, though, right? Because you get to see the big guys going, and then you're in your own category. So you don't have to worry about that. Oh, yeah. Where, bodybuilding there's there is like natural shows and stuff like that but like um yeah there's natural shows and everything that you can go into and that that's like a solution in itself but they're not as frequent as like the other shows and like most of the time like if you're trying to do well or make a name for yourself you want to go to the other shows and do well but then it's a double-edged sword because it's tougher you pretty well have to be do you have to be on steroids to be competitive in bodybuilding, do you believe? If you want to go for like your pro card, like because there's IFBB pro cards and there's like IFBB natural pro card, you can you can get it naturally in the IFBB natural pro card. But I'll be honest, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to see the people at the Olympia and see the people at the IFBB pro card, and it's it's not impossible, but you have to have god tier genetics mm-hmm. to get it naturally um so it's understood then in bodybuilding that pretty well yeah absolutely and there's and that's a whole thing in itself too because you get a lot of people like advertising the natural card and they're looking like uh sauced out of their trees (laughs) oh it's yeah and it's tough too because like some people do just have really good genetics and and um yeah, like you, you get people with like really good genetics and like it kind of sucks because now there's other people who are fake naturals. What do you Liver King? Oh, no, he's natural. Yeah. <laughs> 100% natural now. And ancestor or ancestors, <laughs> whatever he calls them. Um, yeah, key to that is just eating bull testicles yeah okay getting huge off a liver so if you don't have the steroids and you don't have the genetics just eat bull testicles yeah bull testicles and raw liver (laughs) (laughs) and you'll get big um but yeah no you get people like that in the industry and then people want that body right so they but they're also like ignorant to the fact that people are on steroids nobody wants to believe that somebody's on steroids fair yeah and then like if you do something remarkable like if you go into a meet and you like pull a number not many people do then they say that person's on steroids and it's like but they're in a tested thing they get tested clean and everybody it's like oh well the test is flawed or he cheated or to get there so it's kind of like a unwinnable battle so that's whenever i decided like i'm just going to do this for myself put out Mm -hmm. my own goals and do what I can do. Um, but it's the same thing in bodybuilding too. Like 
because if you're a competitive person, it can be tough to go do that, right? And then, and and also, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong if somebody wants to do steroids or gear or whatever. Like anybody is fine to do what they want to do, um, but just stay within your federation. <laughs> as long as you do that, you're fine. Um, and uh, it's just I hope most people do their due diligence and research and take go see their doctor and stuff like that. Would it be better if more people were more open and honest about it? Absolutely, yes. But the only thing that's wrong with it is there's a lot of impressionable teenagers. Okay, yeah. Because, like, we get, like, I was in a meet, and I there was, like, a 15-year-old that was in the untested. And I was like, that's wild, because the parents would have to sign off on that. And yeah. that's when there's a problem. Because, like, at such a young age, like... That could fuck with you long term. Well, it's gonna it could shut down your whole testosterone, like for life. You have to have a needle for the rest of your life just to produce any testosterone. Like you're gonna like not to mention side effects. Like you're already your test levels are already changing and everything. And like you want to manipulate it at that age just because Joe Blow online said it's a cool idea and he's he's jacked now. Yeah, he's jacked. But I mean, get jacked. That's always. <laughs> always the answer um but yeah um so it's a little wild because you see like young the younger folks like they're impressionable right so and so that is like a good part um if you heard of mike o'hearn or anything oh who's the name mike o'hearn no he looks like superman he's like 55 and he claims duck age duck eggs or <laughs> The that's, secret. that's the natural remedy. yeah yeah but um because like the good thing about the good thing about that fake natty thing it's like you get people who believe it and then they won't go on steroids so it, it is actually kind of a good thing but then you kind of create like a false expectation so it's like what's good and what's bad you know like there is good to it but then there's also bad for dishonesty because you kind of want to be realistic with like what people can achieve naturally yeah. And you can achieve a lot, but there has to be like boundaries to it. Cause like not everyone's Superman no. <laughs> or has the genetics to be. Cause it's pretty understood that all those old school Olympia guys, they were like when Arnold. Yeah, absolutely. They're, like, they're open about it too. Yeah. Frank for the Zane most part. and Mike. Yeah. Menser. Yeah, and like even Frank Zane, I mean, he was like a pioneer of that, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he was like five eight, and he didn't look that big. But but that's the thing. Like, there's there's a lot of percentage of people in like the regular gym and on things, and they don't look like Frank Zane. No, they don't look like Frank Zane. No, (laughs) no. Yeah, no, not many are gonna look like Frank Zane. (laughs) But. Yeah, you have to have the, like the best of the genetics even to get there, but then people just kind of get hopped up on it, and they're like, "I can go to the Olympia if I take gear," and then they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it's it's a it's an interesting journey because like 
I got to learn like how to count your calories, how to like keep track of your nutrition, be healthy or do whatever and do things for yourself. Cause it kind of helped develop me in general, like my confidence and everything. Cause I didn't have the most confidence when I was growing up. Like I actually just got into the gym late in the game. Actually, I went when I was younger, like whenever we were teenagers, mm-hmm. I went like to the spa and i remember just trying to like add on as much weight as possible there was no youtube back then yeah. like half wrap not touch my chest and do like some bench and only train bench <laughs> didn't <laughs> know what a squat was <laughs> the only thing we needed man <laughs> yeah it's the only thing you need just Biceps. upper body yeah who cares about the other stuff um but it's crazy though like because a lot of information's come out so like if you need information just go on youtube now and you can kind of learn like anything yeah you can learn learn anything and that's like a good starting point like you can just do that and but it always helps to have like a coach or somebody like if you're trying to like work towards a goal or like maybe you're having trouble by yourself and don't have the time to look up youtube well get somebody who's kind of experienced and had like results for people and try it out that way um i yeah i like that i like whenever you're at a gym or just wherever you are, yeah. especially starting out, if you can pick out the the more pro people around you or the people that have yeah. been doing it and, and yeah. you get to pick their brain, then I, I always appreciated that. It's just oh. a little tip here or there could just change your perspective on the whole thing. Yeah, and like when I went to public gyms, like if I seen something pretty questionable or like uh, somebody who's going to hurt themselves, I usually try to like give a tip or two, but... <laughs> <laughs> But now these days, like I find everything's just online, so there's not as much like social interaction when I go to gyms. Like oh, okay. there's there's like groups of people or groups of friends and everything, but I don't find there's as much like strangers pointing out things to one another. So, do you find a lot of influencers at the gym? Um, or want to be influencers? Want to be is the keyword. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, these days you kind of notice it a little bit more, but like only in the recent like two years, you kind of notice people like bringing their tripods and everything and or like getting a group of people to record and stuff like that. But and that's all well and good. But yeah, you just kind of got to make sure you're not interrupting any people around you or anything. Mm-hmm. Respect them, too. But uh, yeah, it's definitely like a big thing these days. Like you get like a lot of people watching things online they're like trying to replicate it right so and a lot of people want to be like influencers these days it seems like an easy money source (laughs) so yeah they can all have at it though (laughs) no harm in trying i suppose (laughs) but (laughs) you have a very positive attitude towards people just doing whatever it is that they're trying to do yeah 100 percent. i've been there right (laughs) so you got to have some people recording or doing something, but it's nice for me. I can just kind of record whatever I want to in the garage. And, but yeah, it's funny. I got like all this stuff. I have my own garage and now I don't post as much. But it's like, I did notice I post way more whenever it was uh bodybuilding for sure. Yeah. Versus that's, now. That's more the name of the game for that. Oh yeah. It's funny. Like you post like a shirtless picture flexing and you get like 130 likes or something then you go and pull 650 which nobody does online (laughs) it's like two likes like (laughs) all right whatever (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, it's mostly an online journal for me now. <laughs> Post the big things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but how about you? Uh, any fitness goals or anything? Swimming. That's yeah, about swimming. it. Yeah. Yeah. Been doing that. That's been my main go-to for the last few years. Almost. Oh, it's great exercise. Like great cardio exercise and everything. Yeah, and I find it very It's relaxing too. Meditative. Yeah. yeah. Distance swimming. So Yeah. Try to, you know, go for an hour or two and yeah. you just kinda of get in the zone and no one you're not really paying attention to anything. A lot of people I notice now they are wearing like earbuds in the water. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have even thought about that. waterproof ear. I, I find I, I don't know about you at any time because I was also running uh, a lot of, a couple of years ago and yeah. I found if I ran with music or I, I, yeah. I never swam with music, but if I ran with music, it was like cheating. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just wanted to embrace the, the shittiness of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something about hating yourself to do better. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I like that alone time. Yeah. The same with, uh, I found myself because just spending so much time driving around doing comedy shows and stuff oh, the yeah. more time i spent in the car the less i actually wanted to listen to music or or listen to the radio or whatever yeah so yeah, just a little sense. little it's more quiet like time own. yeah because yeah. it's trying to find that that peace in life's so busy now yeah you go to work you try to go do whatever yeah. project it is that you're working on whether it's gym yeah. or go you chase shows or whatever it may be you're always talking to people yeah. And then I just, yeah, I'm like, I need to just sit down for yeah, a while. Well, like, okay. I need that quiet. Think, yeah. Or most people need to distract from the, like, they, while they do swimming, it's like a way to burn calories. So they're just like, yeah, I can put this in the ear and kind of tone it out and maybe just make it almost like robotic. Yeah. Like go through the motions. Oh, yeah. But, oh, you can definitely get robotic about it. And, yeah. And it's nice. I don't know. If, yeah. I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was half-assed thinking about getting back into a, a martial art or something. Yeah. What did you do before? Judo and wrestling growing up. Oh. Okay. And then just watching my brother get into, uh, we were at a jujitsu tournament. Uh, See what's the fight league Atlantic or whatever. He, is. no, he's cause he's in Edmonton. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he fights out of a gym out there. And I, I think he's been looking into getting a fight out here, or yeah. he would like to at some point. Yeah. So it's it's starting to like, it's starting to get pretty big here. Yeah. For that, but yeah, it's not my thing. But <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> but uh, even because I know he prefers MMA, but he he did a yeah. jiu-jitsu tournament, Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament, uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, and just going back to that and watching that reminded me a lot of going yeah. to the judo tournaments and wrestling tournaments as a kid, and it was yeah, it's kind of nostalgic for you. Right? Yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, man, and you're just thinking like, I wonder where I would place in a category. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, and I guess that's kind of relatable too, because like I started going to the gym because of like a bad breakup, and I was like spending four hours a day to get my mind off it, and then it just kind of became. <laughs> Like my obsession, I guess. <laughs> so I, I guess from a bad thing became a good thing. And hey, you just turn that energy into fuel. Right? Yeah, yeah. Then uh, I got a job at Supplement King, and there's a guy, uh, Kalen's his name. I don't know if you ever met him. He's a 
he's a hulk of a man yeah <laughs> but um yeah he was just kind of like hey uh why don't you uh actually use what you're doing and go into like a bodybuilding show i'll help you and yeah we went and did the bodybuilding show and that's kind of what started everything but it's funny because like i always do this stuff just from meeting other people like supplement king i was working at bell at the time okay yeah. yeah and then like i think uh my old roommate was like, oh, I know this guy. Maybe he can get you a part-time at Supplement Gang. And then got a job there, went to full-time, and now I'm the Supplement King, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I said, man, you're very immersed in the whole, the yeah. whole world between. Yeah, I'm just kind of like a go-all-in or all-out guy. Yeah, you it's were like, mentioning that the other day. Yeah, yeah. It's like same thing with Ultimate Frisbee. Like, geez, I was so into that, and now I, I'm picked up a plastic in three years or something i might have went for like one indoor pickup game and that was it yeah. but you went to nationals a few times with that didn't you frisbee yeah yeah there was i think they had like um a few different types of like nationals it was like an indoor tournament and pei went we never placed well but it was a wicked experience anyway sure. seeing like all these wicked teams and everything and i mean we probably had potential to do okay not great but okay um but i just kind of found like it was uh it was tough in ultimate like to get like a to get like consistent group together and like kind of improve as much as we as a team yeah yeah and just like the competitive my competitiveness or whatever and and then uh like we did really good for us though and because we didn't have like um the coaching and like the same available tools that all the other provinces had um but then i kind of found whenever i got into bodybuilding i was like hey i just have to worry about me mm-hmm. so i don't have to worry about a team or like maybe one person kind of like one person who's not as good of a player getting broken every time right so yeah he's like if there's a mistake it's me yeah <laughs> it's not anybody else so honestly that was my s- same mentality with stand-up yeah. from playing music yeah from going playing in a band to yeah now it's just because uh, i never really did like the solo artist or solo musician thing and just found exactly what you said if i mess up it's, it's on me it's on you but yeah if but I at the sec- same time it's better for learning that way yeah because like if if in ultimate something went wrong, I could be like, well, that player dropped it. It's their fault. Or like that player keeps gate keeps getting beaten to the same corner of the end zone every time where if I miss a bench because I like one, my strength wasn't there or I pressed early on command, like that's just me. Or like if I go to a bodybuilding show and I'm out of shape, that's my fault. That's not really anybody else's. Yeah. Like, oh, I remember a few of those bad tosses in disc that yeah. i'm just like it slips out a little early yeah. it just doesn't go where you need it to yeah and you turf like, it and yeah oh yeah yeah no, i lost the game yeah <laughs> yeah those are the worst right you just throw it in the ground you're like damn i wish i could blame somebody for this yeah or at least if you throw it a little bit too far you're like well they just weren't fast enough <laughs> that's that's the approach i try to take you find the justification for it yeah yeah 
where uh this other one yeah it's like, like no i'm just not strong enough <laughs> yeah not strong enough or just didn't come in lean enough and it is what it is where like where it's like stand up i guess that joke wasn't so great oh no no not at yeah. all that joke sucks <laughs> i don't yeah. tell that joke anymore <laughs> yeah we'll just scratch that out and yeah. continue on <laughs> yeah you can kind of relate like pretty much everything oh yeah to yeah yeah, relate everything to Frisbee. <laughs> but, yeah, but... Yeah, how about you? Are you thinking of going in the gym again? Hitting any PRs or anything? I for probably you. should. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to get... Kind of like, you're mega jacked right now. It's kind of... <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. It's I don't think so. Hearing you like this, just because I've known you for so long. Yeah, when I walked into the store the other day. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the funny thing about it. Is like you could be like, Oh, he's mega jacked, and I'm like, I'm still small. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's of course. Just, you know, it's, just, it's like an unwinnable battle. What do you weigh right now? Uh, I was two hundred one yesterday. Two hundred one. Yeah, so yeah probably I, like that. Ugh. I'd like to be 200 once in my lifetime. What are you now? Walk around. Oh, I have a scale for, there. Yeah, we can find out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Typic- I don't even know if it'd be possible here. We'll, we can check that out after. Yeah. but Because uh, for a long time, I, I don't know if it'd be possible because I, I was 173 for like a decade. Yeah. like I remember... That's- I was thinking like you were shredded back then. I was like, "Holy shit, he has ab lining and like he's he's jacked." <laughs> but that was—I don't know why that was such a weird consistency thing. Yeah. Just over the years, whether I was training, yeah. running, swimming, working out, or yeah. none of the above, anytime I stepped on a scale, it was one seventy-three. Yeah, I just, it just <laughs> yeah, your body just wanted to be there. Yeah, and do you think you're probably around that now? Uh, I think I'm a little heavier now. Okay. Yeah. That's good for getting to the 200 mark. Yeah, yeah. I might be close. If I had to guess, I'm going to maybe 178. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's achievable to get to, like, the 200 for sure. It's just... (laughs) Yeah, it's just... I I just think it'd be funny. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it depends which way. Do you watch Sunny in Philadelphia? I'm familiar with it. I don't watch it, though. Like, one of the actors in that show. Yeah, yeah, he gained 50 pounds of fat. Just... (laughs) Just because he thought it'd be funny. <laughs> and then, like, two seasons later, he was shredded. Yeah. But, yeah, so you could take that approach or... Yeah, what you can do with your body. Or what was it, Christian Bale? He, oh, he's, he's, like, the king of body changes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like body composition changes. It's wild. But it's funny because, like, I've kind of been there myself. Like, I remember as a kid, I was bigger. I was, like, a 100 and... 60 pounds and i was like five foot five <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah i remember kind of having that uh being little, the big kid and little stubby yeah yeah the big kid in our friend group and uh then i hit puberty and just kind of evened out evened out i guess and then i went to the gym for a bit thought i looked bigger than ever and then i just randomly stopped going then i played frisbee and kind of was like skinny but like still pudgy in my opinion (laughs) yeah yeah like subjective like um and now uh 
in bulk mode, I guess, bear mode after being in the shredded state. <laughs> That's wild, so, man. You never know what you're going to get with me, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll run into you next year. You'll be on something else. Yeah, yeah. It'll be uh, a whole new thing. Maybe I'll get into darts competitively you know what i played i got got into darts during covid because it was just there's nothing else to do exactly yeah um but yeah um you could definitely yeah you could definitely get to the 200 like all it takes um just write down your notes whenever you're going to the gym you know um like if you benched 135 maybe next week try for 140 Mm -hmm. like just a little bit or even try if you did 135 for one, try it for two next week. Here's the thing. Realistically, I could just eat food until I get to 200. Yeah. But that's not the approach yeah. I want to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just get there to get there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a picture. <laughs> yeah, got to 200. <laughs> yeah, you have like a weight inside of your... <laughs> or a weight fest. Yeah. But... Oh, someday. I'm not in any sort of mood to do that at the moment. No, but, yeah, yeah. But I figured just, honestly, the biggest thing now is just with getting older, being past 30, it's yeah. paying attention to like, oh, doing a lot more yoga and, oh, and yeah. stretching. I should be doing way more yoga and stretching for what I do. And really appreciating that side of things, especially yeah. with, you know, physical jobs and that sort of stuff. If yeah. I've avoided a lot of uh, serious injuries or Oh, it goes a long way. Yeah, like for powerlifting because I, I truthfully I neglect stretching and stuff like that. I have to go see like FST stretching, um, and uh, basically just kind of like he'll work on you for like an hour and a half, like completely stretch out like every part of your body and like realign you. Like it was crazy. I literally grew an inch. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. Because last time you actually see me, I decreased by an inch it's from all, <laughs> squatting all the heavy weight up my body shrunk <laughs> so it was nice to be at my old height for a change <laughs> yeah it's a little crazy i never thought of that yeah yeah because like um i usually squat in the 400s to 500s or so and uh i guess it's yeah yeah around there um and like just over time, like I just noticed like my getting driver's license. Yeah. I was like, I'm not 180 centimeters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you just kind of compress over time and that's like a wild thing to kind of just realize. And then, uh, after going to him, I like went in my squat rack and it was too short now. And I was like, huh, that is, that's wild. <laughs> Yeah, he does like all that neck cracking and everything, and yeah, yeah, it's uh, quite the experience. <laughs> yeah, um, but definitely recommend to keep up the yoga and everything because um, yeah, I, I definitely should be doing it. I just find it just it. forces me to pay attention to myself. Yeah, and when I notice certain things going wrong, I can usually catch it and then yeah. sort it out in a day or two. And, yeah, you know whether it's shoulders. If I'm if my shoulders been getting, um, just pretty bad with swimming lately. They'll, oh, okay, they'll kind of build up some sort of yeah tension, and then over yeah, time, and it's it, crazy because like your shoulders, like it could be something, and like your back connected to your shoulder, and like yeah, that was the biggest thing I realized going to him. I was like, oh my, like the front of my shoulder hurts, and he's like, well, your back is locked up 
like the like your lat muscle is locked up and you have to like loosen that in order to like have release tension because like your body like if your right side's hurting um your left side's going to do more work and then it's going to lock up and then it's just everything's connected man it's yeah it's wild yeah that's the biggest thing i figured out and yeah um but you have to stay on top of it pretty hard if you're doing all the like lifts and everything that i try to do anyway (laughs) make an attempt at yeah and definitely now just being at an age where i'll go to sleep and then wake up and i won't be able to move my neck i'm like oh no that is the worst <laughs> like it just happens yeah like i'll go and uh i did like a bench session and uh i woke up and like couldn't turn my neck and i was like damn <laughs> like, like there was no like trigger point or anything it's just you wake up and you can't turn but the funny thing was i was using like a giant tiger five dollar pillow and yeah. combined with the like the weights i'm doing just wake up and can't turn left or right it was great so immediately i had to go buy a new pillow yeah <laughs> more of that story but Hello, good sleep can't beat a good sleep oh yeah like if you're not getting good sleep in the weightlifting world it's like bending over a hundred dollar bill to pick up a nickel like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you need to keep everything in tune for that. Like, especially me, like, yeah, I need to have like eight hours of sleep just to even function somewhat functional. Yeah. But yeah, just the other night, Baxter was up like puking all night and then I had to go. So I had like five hours of sleep or something. Just felt like a zombie doing anything. But it's like, oh, I have to go do my squats (laughs) because someone else is working harder than me. Yeah, the only way you can go do it, <laughs> make up some excuse. But days like that, it's better to just catch up on your sleep. And don't be stupid like me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Regulars Anonymous. If you want to find out more about our guests, please check the bio below for all their links and information. Thank you for supporting by subscribing and following the show. I might see you out there and have no idea who you are.